127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry, 127 at FBC Brian. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew in the 2024 new year. Except we've already had podcast episodes release That's in true. the new year. We have. That is true. This is the first time we're back in this room mm. in the new year. Hallelujah. Isn't that crazy? When did we move into this room? It was like... November last year, no the the no way. Yeah, it was last year. the The building was air quotes. You can't see me on the podcast. Air quoted was open October fifteenth, but we didn't move in till a little while after that. But I think it was probably the end of October when we were we kind of moved some paint around in this room yeah, and yeah, recorded yeah. the first time at the table. That's and right. then we've sort of rearranged, and we are nowhere close to this thing being set up yet. So we still got still some pretty, work to do. Still pretty bare bones. Yeah, but it's coming alive outside. It's true. Right outside the Got door. Got some rocks out there. New parking uh, lot. Oh, you're like outside, <laughs> outside. I was just like uh, outside the door on the stage. But yes, there's rocks in the parking lot. Mm. Limestone. I like pulled up in the back parking lot. I It looked like a completely different it's church. so wild. People people that haven't been here yet, if you listen to this today, tomorrow, pull up in that back parking lot. and It's, it's pretty go, cool. Whoa. It is pretty mm. cool. See Tim's Tim's motorcycle is parked on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Just underneath the awning. Under the awning. He's like in it's front like a, of Matt's house. It's like a dirt bike motorcycle mm-hmm. mix. I've never seen one of those in my life. Yeah. I didn't know they were street legal. I didn't either. Are they? <laughs> I, I think it has a license plate. Does it? But I think it does. Yeah. I got he lives on my street. And Wait, so, really? Does he? Yeah, he lives he lives over there on Todd. And so I got behind him one day uh going down uh Harvey Mitchell. And, oh, gosh. and he gets to that underpass going on six and, and starts going. And I don't know if he hit a slick spot or whatever it started. It's like, <laughs> like, I'm fixing to watch this guy eat it like right in front of me. It's gonna be so sad. He's like a staff member and, and Tim's not a small guy. Yeah. And anytime you're bigger on a motorcycle, you look really funny. <laughs> and so you do, you just, there's no way that you make it look cool. And I was like, yeah, he's. He's treating that bike bad and the bike's about to just kick him <laughs> off like a mad horse. Would so, you have pulled over and like helped him load the bike up? Yeah. Taking him to the hospital. He'll, sin- he'll the say sin- that on podcast. Yeah. The sinful part of me would have been like, <laughs> but I would have felt horrible. Would y'all, were y'all going fast enough for him to be like taken to the hospital or would it have been just like a, boo- I don't like a boo-boo. So my dad, my real dad, I don't, I don't have any other dads. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't adopt a dad. So what we um, called dads. So my birth father fell over at a stoplight on his bike and broke his leg. Wow. It was a heavy bike. Yeah. He, Harley? He rode Harleys and so that's yeah. where my middle name came from. And so I, I think this little dirt bike, but that, yeah, Tim probably would have been okay, but he was moving. It wasn't like he was sitting still. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, when you're that... More than 15 miles an hour? Uh, no, he, we got to that stop sign and he just started going through there and then just fell wow. over. Um, and, wow. But he didn't fall over. He was about to fall over. He's if he would have fallen over, he would have gotten hurt. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a collarbone... It's for sure That's a rib. Yeah. It, if you don't get your leg out of the way, then that doesn't feel great. And yeah. we can't have that guy hurt. There's way too much stuff happening around here. That is very <laughs> true. That would have been wild. Jason, Jason would have been like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Speaking of acrobatics, today uh, hmm. the person sitting to my right was doing some acrobatics. I did. What were you doing? What would you do? <laughs> uh, so about, I don't even know how long ago. It was like three or four months ago. One of our roommates... I won't disclose the information, but he threw a uh, 
Sausage log, I guess. Is the best way to <laughs> say that. Um, so, a good old sausage. Are log. we talking summer sausage? Yeah, like a like a pound like a pound of summer sausage or something. He threw it on top of the roof. Our our roof's pretty flat, and so if you throw some up there, it's not going to slide back down. Yeah, and so <laughs> so he it just was sitting. It's up also there. not shingles either. Yeah, it's like a. It's a metal, a tarp. metal roof. Just a tarp. Yeah. So, so I just decided to climb up the roof and get it today, and so that was the first time I had been on a roof, but it was it was fun. Um, and then he jumped off the back. Did you take a bite of it? So what? Did you eat it? No. So we have we have a gazebo <laughs> like confused by the whole in our backyard on the roof. So one of our roommates threw it on there. Why? So I don't know. Just like something That's, snapped in him. Was like, hey, I gotta yeah. put this sausage on the roof. You would, I mean, it you'd was be funny. shocked if you met him. You'd be like. And not not like that fact, but we can't disclose that information. Okay. So, on. but long story short, we have a we have a gazebo like behind our house, uh, about what was it, four or five feet from the roof. Yeah. And so I jumped from the roof to the gazebo. Yeah, I got a. And then I jumped off the gazebo. Um. So it was pretty cool. I I have a history of jumping off roofs. Um, Here's a sticker. It's kind of hard to see actually. And nope. I, that's, that's funny. Him. If I could middle be a professional, of, middle of the air. If I could be a professional athlete, I'd be a parkour. Person. Hardcore specialist. Or that would be one of the sports, but. Oh, multi-sport athlete. Well, like if, if I was talented <laughs> in that way, I would be yeah. a professional rock climber too, but you know. Well, if we were talented in any way, we'd be professionals something. Yeah, you're right. If I was so, talented in curling. If you could pick. Uh-oh. Anything. Anything at all. To be a professional in. What level of professionalism? Like when we Cream say professional, we go like. like Highest level. You're You're it. And you, so, so you're, you're the LeBron, you're the, you're the oh yeah, this is the you're the question. Shohei, you're the this whatever. This is the easiest question I've ever been given. You're the, you're the what? You're the what? Golf. <laughs> you you want to be like the Tiger Woods of the past? I don't know who the best golfer is right now, but I don't know if anybody does. Like weekend, weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the past. I want to be right Smooth? now. I know, oh, but like yeah, you would, yeah, yeah. you would be like the modern day Tiger Woods. That yeah. Dumb, like he walked yep. on the course and everybody went, "That guy's winning." Yes. If he doesn't win, it's a shock. Yeah. Okay. I say it's a pretty good pick. Golf. Golf. Yeah. It's so it's such a beautiful sport to play. It is. Expensive. Until you, until you play it. Until you play it. But if you're that good, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> actually, I don't know. If I'm good now. I feel like I'm echoing. If I'm good now, that was better. Way to go! Thank you. It's Come on. the mic. Uh, Face position is important. Mute in five, four, three, two, one. No, there's no mute. Just go ahead. Just okay. commit to it. <laughs> that was actually a lot more quiet than I thought it was going to be. There. <laughs> uh, if I'm real good right now amongst amateur players, and I step foot on a golf course, and I just like smoke everyone right in golf, I feel really good about it. But if you achieve the level of Tiger Woods. Every little mistake that you make, you miss a 45 foot putt. You are just killing yourself on the inside. Mm. So there's this give and take with being the best at something. Right. I feel like golf might be the worst thing to be best at. Mm. Yeah. There's tons of money. Yeah. It's fun to go outside. You're outside all day. You're playing the most beautiful courses. Scenery is great. But there are so many little mistakes that you would probably just eat, eat yourself Magnified. up about. Yeah. yeah, but if you're like the LeBron, right? If your sport is basketball, missing a free throw... Isn't the end of the world. Isn't the end of the world. Missing a three-point shot is not the end of the world. They do that all of the time. But in a game like golf, I feel like the mistakes are much more... Uh, they have a bigger impact. Yeah. So... Interesting. I'd pick basketball, yeah. I think. B-ball? Yeah, I mean, that was what I grew up playing the... 
something about like the season only being for I mean what is it October to June really? So um, like if you're the best, break. if you're the best, you're gonna win all like win championships. So you're gonna be playing to June and not just to April. But you have that summer break off where you can rehab and be with your family. And it's not where like it's not like baseball where you're which baseball you're I mean you're still there from March to October, so you still have some somewhat of a break. But for other sports like um, golf or other sports, I feel like it's more taxing on your time on your schedule. What about football? I mean, football, you're, I mean, you're there from like, what is it? August to like February. Training camp is July. And you're, you're training in the off. I mean, you, I've heard, I've heard stories. You, you have two weeks off. Yeah. Basically. basically, And then you're right back in it. Which I mean, basketball, I'm sure you only. Most of the year, most of the time you're at home. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. And so, even while you're at work, or like even February when you're, you get two weeks off, off. Yeah. But like five months at home. Five months at home. Or but then, even be. like during the regular season, there are travel days. But that's probably two days a week for sixteen weeks, yeah, and then most true. of the time after Football that, you're at home. Still, you're still working, but it's that's true. you're at home working. Homework. Home. home a little work. homework. That's no true. homework. homework. Where basketball, it's like every other day you're in a new city for that's months. That's all baseball on end. Which I, I will say, I think I like that because I I like to travel, and so it would be cool to like be going. Because especially too with, with <laughs> be going. If, be you're, going. if you're the best basketball player in the world, you're probably going to be playing in the Olympics too, or at least you should be, in my opinion. Um, unlike the USA team this past couple of years, where the the best players just cease to play. Yeah. Um. So you'd get to travel the world too. Just wait till Wimby gets you? on that Wimber French team and dominates with with all the other short Frenchmen. Hey, <laughs> it's basically the Spurs again, and so they're it's sure they're gonna win one the game Spurs and then lose yesterday. Fifteen huh? in a they row. They won yesterday too. Well, you know, it's gonna be our year. We got <laughs> still <laughs> gonna, no. it's gonna be our year to get another number one pick. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're well on their way to yeah. double digit to battling Detroit just, for that yeah, yeah. lottery pick. Exactly. That's I, funny. I, I was happy though when they beat Detroit because Detroit's on their they have a six game losing streak now, so there's a chance they could get another thirty game. That's ridiculous. What about you? The best baseball. in the uh, no, like baseball's. Oh. 81 away games. Too much commitment. I mean, I like if I was like, hey, okay, yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you can't get outside of current situation. So I can't get outside of like wife and and kids and and all of those things. And so that baseball would probably be off the table. Um, Like if I was the best in the world at anything, I I I go two directions. I want to be like the best chef in the world Mm. Um, because that like. Wait, sure. I thought this was sports. No, I said the best of anything in the world. The examples he gave was sports, though, so I can see where. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. Sorry, I, I set you up. You can change your answer if you I'm want. I mean, gonna. We're, we're yeah. eleven minutes in. It's just gonna be quick. <laughs> it's okay. Um, like being the best chef in the world brings a level of creativity and yep. an opportunity, and like at home, like like if I'm a great football player. What am I doing in my house? <laughs> like, like bench pressing my kid. I mean, <laughs> um, but th- th- that brings that. Or I kind of go into like the music realm. Like mm. if I could just be the best musician. Mm. Um, because then you get you get to choose. They, nobody is telling yeah. you you play 81 games a year. I get to pick what I want to do. Sure. I get to pick where I want to do it for the most part. Um, and, you know, outside of whatever company decides, whatever label I yeah. sit under. Um, but I think that side of it. And you can include... 
you know, we're on a tour bus. We homeschool our kids already. Let's now we're on a tour school bus. Fair. It's like um, a traveling home. Yeah. Like music producer. I, f- I like that would be my realm in the music industry. Yeah. If I was the best producer, DJ Khaled, you know, I don't know if he's the best. I'm not claiming he is, but that man's not going on tour. You're not buying tour tickets to DJ Khaled, you know, but he just is. And he's known and known and he's good at it. Yeah. Platform could be used for a A lot of things. You'd be a lot of things. No, what would you be? What would you be the best at? One thing. (laughs) Y'all can probably guess. Hockey player, yep, that'd be fun, dude. It'd be fun to watch all seeing, day. Seeing you in that in that green, and your face coming up on there with the assist. Here's the thing, too. You interact with so many different cultures. Like if you're a professional hockey player, yeah, it's all over the world. It's not to the extent of soccer, mm-hmm. but has a similar feel to you're playing with guys from from all over the globe. Little Russia, very international. And and I don't know. That would just be a lot of fun. You got like one or two American teammates. Yep. That like you know you'll probably. I don't know, understand a little more, but then you get to spread out. Like you get to understand different parts of the world, different cultures, different ways people grow up. And, uh, name the four biggest hockey countries, biggest hockey countries. Yeah. Russia, right? Canada, Canada, Russia, Russia. I would go like Sweden, I think is a huge one. I was in Sweden or yeah. Um, America actually has a pretty, it's, it's it's growing a lot. Give me one that would surprise me. Surprise you. Jamaica. (laughs) Uh, it's gonna be that's real <laughs> man I feel like you're gonna know all these cause they're all Nordic I mean it's like yeah. a lot of Nordic countries and oh. I don't know if you'd be surprised cause you made Mongolia? it Czech, the Czech Republic Mongolia has hockey yeah. players got, right got Mongolia some. none of those are a shocker yeah yeah. did you change yours into music producer okay no you sure <laughs> nah <laughs> I think I'd still choose golf okay there we go golf's pretty good well I don't know hey so here's this is not your transition, but you made me think about this. Kurt, <laughs> okay. I, I read the article. I read an article while I was waiting to pick up a washing machine today. Uh, Kirby Smart is thinking it, he's interviewing for the Falcons job. Oh, the Falcons job. Okay. Kirby um, Smart is. Yeah, I and, did not see that. And yet. for a couple of reasons, like he's out of his own mouth, he said, uh, "Dealing with college players, I have to recruit year-round my own players, high school players, and other college players to be successful. Being in the SEC, if I lose once, I'm done." I can go coach for the Falcons and go nine and eight and make a playoff run and win a Super Bowl. Uh, and so there's, and if I go to the NFL, they'll double my salary. And so he puts all that on the table and goes, this is why I would consider it all of it, like gut level honest. And he's just like, I want to step up into, and we would go uh, maybe, I mean, maybe not. We think the best coach just retired. And so, I mean, he probably the best coach left that I would say yeah. in, in, in CA. Kirby smart. Yeah. Coach Prime, bro. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's some hype there. And I, I appreciate Dion. I've ridden in that man's golf cart. Uh, there you go. Yeah. It's so, a story. Well, it is. It's a cool story. They, they did training camp at Midwestern where I was at school. Uh, I was a president uh, leadership uh, scholar. So we hosted them when they were at training camp. And, wow. uh, That's but, any, but anyway, yeah, we got to, hang, got to hang out with the Cowboys, but he was just like, Hey, I, I would leave all of that behind because of how difficult it is. And then just like, I'm going, going up to there. How far is a uh, move from Atlanta to (laughs) where's the university of Georgia? Uh, What town is that in? Uh, Macon. Isn't isn't Georgia tech in Atlanta? Is it? uh, Or in Athens? I got no idea. Athens feels right. But that's right outside of Atlanta. Yeah. It's in Athens, Georgia. Georgia university. Yes. Which is. (laughs) Looks far on this map. He keeps it. That's inside. Oh, it's probably like it's probably like an hour from Atlanta. So that I man's guess. not moving. Yeah, he didn't have to move. 
Anyway. Wow. Maybe maybe an hour and maybe, a half. Maybe uh <laughs> That is a <laughs> ten minute helicopter transition. ride. Maybe uh never mind. It sounds like a new beginning. <laughs> that, that's what that's what, that's what I was saying. Like that's yeah, your yeah. that's yeah, your yeah. deal. It's a new beginning. <laughs> like for him, he's going, This is brand new and I get to leave all of this stuff behind. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, and I would say it's a better better scenario if he's Yeah. He said NFL. all of the reasons why he should. Like hey, real clearly. I, I respect the the openness and the honesty, you know? What do you think Saban's going to do? Speaking, <laughs> of new, speaking of new beginnings. Buy a boat <laughs> or get on the yeah. boat that he already he, has. He doesn't seem to me like the guy that would want to, like, uh, what's the word? College game day. Game day. Are you going to be on a game day putting stuff on? Yeah, him and no Pat way. McAfee. Nah, he, <laughs> they love each other, hey, by the way. And Jimbo. Yeah. Man, imagine He's that. the type of guy that would, like, <laughs> go in a boat and, like, we never see him again, never hear about him again. Yeah. Can you see it now? Jimbo on the left, McAfee <laughs> in the middle, is Saban on the right. <laughs> McAfee's going to be breaking up some fights. That's Matthew, Mc- Matthew McConaughey the, on the Think end. of the views. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could, we could call it the real view <laughs> and just let these guys be total themselves. Yeah. So oh, that'd be wild. Saban's got all the new beginnings in front of him. Boom. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Teed it up. Obviously, we're, we're in a new year. I think the stereotypical episode would be, you know, New Year's resolutions. How do we do that in a godly way? I think we've we've spoken uh, at least one person in this room that he that he hates New Year's resolutions. Um, Caleb's aggressive about those. Yeah, he is. Um, but I guess I guess kind of even laying this before before we even really jump into this, like why is there so much expectation, hope, um, even just like longing as you as you go into a new year, a new season of life, like why is there so much expectation that's held, especially within a new year? I mean, I know for me at least uh, from the conversations I've had and just the experiences I've I've seen, when conversations are had about New Year's or about like a new um, season or a new opportunity, it's it's really just about the the idea that people. Uh, see that this world isn't perfect and that they realize that they are looking and hoping for something that's better and they want a necessary change. And so, um, for, you know, for a lot of people, their, their new year's resolution is that they're going to start eating healthier. They're going to start going to the gym or they're going to start, um, reading their Bible more. And, And all of those things are, are driven by the desire that something is not right in my current life, whether that's, um, Again, when you're not eating healthy or your your body's not feeling healthy or you're not spiritually healthy um, and you're you're motivated to change that because you realize that something should be different. Something should be um, healthy in that sense. And so I think it's really just a desire for um, eternity that you desire that things would be made new. Um, and again, the, in the world that we live in, things are not um, going to be made new yet. And so I think that's really where the the desire to um, make these goals or make these resolutions come from that we desire change. And and that yeah. desire is good. Um, often we just, you know, don't always have the will to carry it out. So why is it always surrounded by like a new numbered year? That's always made me curious because like no one's doing these things you know, August, yeah. August 5th, like you know, July resolution. Yeah. Like no one, like Half why, year. why is it such a, a big thing at the start of a new year? Uh, psychological, yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some sort of random studies out there that, that fit, uh, into this. Like it's, it's something that you're leaving behind 2023. Yeah. We've gone into 2024, and so if you want to play uh, Philippians 3, 
yeah. uh, 13 forgetting what lies behind and, and straining toward or forward on what lies ahead, then mm-hmm. I'd press on. Like, if you want to do that, like, sure, we can make this biblical. Um, but I think it's just like, hey, we're turning a new page. It's that's the new calendar year, uh, all of that. And New Year's resolutions has been something. Who knows? We probably Google it and figure out when it started. But uh, I think it's probably just a cultural thing. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's a cultural thing everywhere. I mean, because the new year for us is different than like a, like the Japanese calendar new year. It's different than, yeah. than other people's new years. And so I don't know if that just happens at, at random times. I think it's probably more than likely an American culture thing. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like my gut just reminds me of like all the holidays That's that good. America celebrates. Right. You think about like again, New Year's, you think about uh, Valentine's Day and all of the expectations that, are, that come with that, right? With Even with Christmas. Um, like, when did it become a cultural thing in America that people were going to, at Christmas, um, put Christmas trees up and put their stockings up on the chimney because Santa Claus, quote-unquote, was, was coming and was going to give the kids gifts? Like, that's a cultural thing that America has allowed to exist for so long. Um, and so I think... The, the habit of making New Year's resolutions, again, it's just it's a cultural thing that people do because that's what everybody else does. Yeah. That's the, the expectation of our society to, again, make these goals because that's just what the world does. Mm. And so I, to me, that's it's just the people, people are always going to follow what the norm, yeah. what the society largely is doing because that's, that's what people want to do. They, they want to mm. fit in and, and be the world um, and, and exist in that, that fashion. So. Yeah, let me let me drop this on you because if if you don't know, we like to fill the knowledge gap. You get a you get a knowledge gap question. You got to fill that every day. It's a challenge. It's, it's a New Year's challenge. Right? <laughs> oh, learn gosh. something new every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it can just be like completely dumb things that you learn, but at least you learn something new. Ancient Babylon's were the first people to make New Year's resolutions. It's huh. thinking Babylon, four thousand years ago. Um, because as they celebrated the New Year that wasn't in January, but it happened when they planted crops. And so they threw, they threw a festival and, uh, crown a new King. They affirm their loyalty to, uh, the reigning King. If they're not crowning a new King, um, at that point, they make promises to gods to pay off their debts, to return any objects that they borrowed and that they would be, um, or that the Babylonians were the forerunners for new year's resolutions. And if they kept their word, then the gods would bestow favor on them the coming year. And if they wouldn't, then the gods would remove that favor and it's not a place that people wanted to be. And so like they're the, the early recorded and it was based on the new growth. It was based off mm-hmm. of like that year is gone. We're hitting reset. We're replanning. We're doing all of that. And they also used it. We're new leadership, new everything. Yeah. Um, and so we've, we've sort of mocked that. I mean, we do the same thing with new president is mm-hmm. beginning of the new year. Um, it's not when we're planting our crops, but we kind of follow the same thing. We make promises to be better than we were before mm. wrapped up probably in an expected blessing. If yeah. we were better than what we were before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's That's no, there's no better time to do it than the beginning of something and yeah. whatever you label that. Right. Yeah. And so I think a new beginning, uh, in terms of the calendar kind of matches our psyche probably in a new beginning for ourselves. Right. So every time we reset our habits, we call them resolutions. Mm-hmm. But every time we reset our habits to strive for betterness, um, it just seems like that mentality is already in us once January 1st happens. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's pretty easy to just fall into that. Um, 
because our culture is so calendar driven. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Sorry. So I'm, I'm reading this article. I think it was close to the one that he, he read and it was see the difference. And they're talking about just new year's resolutions from um, a Gallup poll in 1947 compared to today's. And so they, they have 10 on here and they have lose gain weight, um, take a greater part in home life, take better care of health, be more efficient at your job, be more religious, go to church more often, stop drinking, save more money, stop smoking, improve character and improve your um, like temper, like controlling your temper. Yeah. Whereas today's are to lose weight, get organized, spend less, save more, enjoy life to the fullest, stay fit and healthy, learn something exciting, kind of like what John was saying, fall in love, um, spend more time with family, help others fulfill their dreams. And so I think like uh, hopefully when if you've been listening that you're realizing that a lot of these resolutions again are good goals like they're they're yeah. good desires to spend more time with your family and to um make make more money and to work harder and to save more money like again these are good things and i think if you're um motivated in any way to do these things i think the book of proverbs is a great place to rest because again the the wisdom in proverbs isn't and shouldn't just be for you know New Year's, and it should be that we're going to start this now. We're going to keep at it. Yeah. So I think really with any um, resolution, the goal should be that we're going to obviously keep it throughout the year. And how do we do that with with biblical wisdom that we find in Proverbs? So mm. even as you read those, it was it was very much try harder, do better, do less of this, do more of this. Like what is what does the Bible say? Even even maybe straying away from like the new year idea of it, but just like new beginnings, like a new season. Um, Bible was like pretty clear about uh, the crop season, uh, very farm driven. Uh, so what does the Bible say about just new beginnings in general? It says some stuff. Yeah. Some things I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> sure it does. In, in the big gospel, I already said it in Philippians 3, 13, 14, like in that big gospel picture, Paul encouraging the brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind um, is important, um, which sometimes you make resolutions based off of error or mm-hmm. habit in the path in the past. And so he's, he's pushing against that even forget what lies behind straining forward or, or toward what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal, the upward call of Christ Jesus. Um, and so I've heard, I've heard that verse summarized before to like your, your, um, your mission or your resolution daily should be that you be a pursuing people. Hmm. Um, and so you're not only pursuing God, but you're pursuing people. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, what's wrapped up in that. And you can't do that if you are looking a different direction. Hmm. It's, it's driver's ed. If you see the median and you start looking at the median, you unintentionally or, or mentally start to <laughs> swerve towards the median. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Unless you run out of gas and then you, True. And then you don't, you don't go anywhere, which we almost <laughs> did last night. Um, it's close. But that, that's that idea of looking forward, looking mm-hmm. toward what is ahead. And I think that echoes all throughout, throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. Ow. I just pop my foot. The, uh, the youth ministry is going through second Corinthians this semester. Super excited about the it. The second book of Corinthians? The second letter. <laughs> oh. Not the so, book. So like the... The 18th book of Corinthians. <laughs> but, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Carry uh, on. Uh, yeah, I guess that would be the 18th. Keep going. No. Whatever. 
It's a no. Second Corinthians five. Therefore, if anyone is Christ, new creation has come. The old is gone. The new has come. Um, you think of new beginnings, especially in terms of faith, the understanding of Christ as Messiah, Christ as Savior, Christ as King yeah. uh, has come, defeated death for us, forgiven us of our sins, covered us in his blood. We stand righteous before God, right? That is newness. That mm-hmm. is our new life. Uh, in him, right? First Peter, uh, whoa, 113. Um, he has given us a new hope. Mm-hmm. Um, we have come into Christ, right? Um, this newness of life in Christ, the new creation that is in us. When I think of new beginnings, I immediately draw towards um, believers, right? Non believers mm-hmm. becoming believers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of my resolutions, and I think I preached on it a couple of weeks ago is, and it's not a resolution. It's just like me owning my faith a little bit more um, is to share the gospel more than I currently do. Right. To tell more people about the good news of Christ than I do right now. And there's in my eyes and in my heart, there's no better example of a new beginning than somebody coming to faith in Christ. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think of revelation 21, Four. It's a pretty well-known verse, and it says that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. And neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And so just kind of what he was hinting that there is that really the fullest form of newness that you can ever experience is when Jesus makes you new, right? That That he is the only one that can really truly make us new. And so... Uh, I think even in our resolutions, we have to base our resolutions on, Jesus, would you make this area of me new? Because again, the Bible is very clear that it's not our own doing that makes us new. We, we don't save ourselves. We don't sanctify ourselves. We don't um, make ourselves look more like Jesus. He does that in us. And so I think even in those, those goals of um, you want to do all of these good things, you have to base it in God's grace for you in the person of Christ, that he is going to make me new yeah. in this area of my life. And I'm yielding to him that he will do so. Because again, wh- why do we see so many resolutions or goals fail? Um, and there's a lot of answers to that. But part of the reason, and one of the reasons is when we don't yield to, to Christ to make us new in that area, we, we build all of these super good goals and yet we rely on our own self, our own strength, our own um, willpower to get us to achieve that goal. And all this time, the Spirit of God is saying, He will make all things new. Trust and yield to Him. I, th- I think that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> you going to look at me? Is it my turn? Well, you just, you did. I went. Yeah. So I thought you had something to say. <laughs> I always have something to say, but I, I like to slow down sometimes and just see what Zach does. In response, and then not, then I go, wait, I just wait, wait. Bring about the hole. You better you better turn the corner or something. Oh no, not even. Oh, okay. Well, no. Really? There was a part of me. Okay, there's a part of me that wants to push on, and this is not a personal attack to anyone in the room or outside of the room. Um, there's a part of me that wants to push on the idea that like I dislike New Year's resolutions. 
I understand that. And I do too. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm a guy who just, <laughs> but like you, under, I'm wearing last year's new year's resolution on my wrist. I, Zach saw mine on my phone and he was like, Oh, like he knows mine this year. And it, it's not, I don't do resolutions, but I just pray for a couple weeks leading up to that. Like, Lord, what, what's just a, a statement or a couple words or a mantra that I just carry with me the whole year that affect how I live. And, and so that that's just become my habit. The thing that sometimes when people say I dislike resolutions, I understand the new year calendar year kind of thing. And often they clarify, they go, I, I dislike them because it's just the new year. Why not make a resolution in June? Sure. Like that should be your thing. Um, but a lot of times when people push against that is because they, they have the understanding that life um, in the future is, can be, can be amazing, can be beautiful, can be powerful for the kingdom, the possibilities of, of joyful service to God and to other people are gigantic and they're afraid to step into it because of their past. And so they don't take that step. They don't go, I understand that that can be great, but I'm probably going to screw it up anyway. And so I'm just going to sit in whatever it is I have now Mm -hmm. and probably say that I'm trusting the Lord with my life while being stagnant. And, and that part of me kind of goes, why not? Like, like, why not? be resolute to do something, Mm. trusting that God's going to do something incredible um, instead of just kind of sitting in whatever it is now. Because often if you sit in whatever it is now and not take steps to something that you believe can be great, then you're going to, you're going to highlight or recognize often in your life, the failure over and over again. And, and when we're, when you mentioned this, I, I just instantly went to Joshua chapter seven and, and this is, it's a, a cool chapter uh, that if you understand the, the, the time of, of Joshua, what's happening here, um, they are unfaithful at the beginning of, ja- of chapter seven and Akon takes some of the stuff that had been set apart where God was like, you can't don't do this. He takes mm-hmm. it for himself. Um, that some of the treasure and God's anger burns against them. And so then they set out to go to AI and they understand that, Hey, don't send the people, um, to battle them. We're probably going to lose, but he sends two or 3000 men to AI because there's not many people at AI. We can overtake them. And then the men of AI come out and those warriors get scared and run off. I think they kill uh, 36 of them. They chase the rest of them outside of the city. And when Joshua hears about this, he realizes, I understand what's happened. We've sinned against God. This guy took what didn't belong to him. God has removed his hand of victory off of us. We're going to lose to these clowns. Joshua falls face down tears his clothes off before the ark of God all the way until night um, and just cries out to God. He says in verse seven, Oh Lord God, why did you ever bring these people across the Jordan to hand us over to the Amorites for our destruction? If only we had been con- been content to remain on the other side of the Jordan. What can I say? Lord, now that Israel has turned its back and run from its enemies. When the Canaanites and all who live in the land hear about this, they will surround us and wipe out our name from the earth then what will you do about your great name? What a crazy question. Hmm. He, he basically just says, we're carrying your great name around and you allowed us to cross the Jordan and we're going to get wiped out because we're scared. We're going to get surrounded and defeated. What are you going to do about your name then? Hmm. <laughs> and, and you're like, hold, like he got yeah. to that place of despair by looking at current situation and past defeat. And then God comes to him and goes, stand up. Like, like, I'm glad I didn't read that now mm. because I probably would have used my two words as stand up because that's just really good. Like for mm. the out there, you're just like, bro, stand up. Why have you fallen face down? Israel has sinned. 
they have violated my covenant that I appointed for them. They have taken some of what was set apart. They have stolen, deceived, and put those things to their own belongings. This is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. Mm-hmm. They will turn their backs and they will run for their enemies because they have set up, they have been set apart for destruction. I did that. I will no longer be with you unless you remove from among you what is set apart. Go and consecrate the people. Tell them to consecrate themselves. And basically God's going, yeah, that happened. Get up and deal with it. Mm. It's true. Don't sit in it. The sin happened. Go. Because there's something better. Like there's something greater. I understand that it's that, but you just got to get up and deal with it and keep going. Yeah. And so like that's that's being resolute. Mm. Uh, and that I think mm-hmm. that's what God yeah. calls us to. It echoes in the Old Testament really loudly. Um, men of faith that we put as heroes that fall face down and go, we're done. Your name is ruined. Like for him to get to that point, God going, get up. Yeah. I just get up and deal with it. Um, and, and that's not, uh, in, in our culture, that's a challenging one. You good? You baptize your Bible? I did. All right. <laughs> I did. Is that not a, I did. <clears throat> what you're talking about is, is in my head is kind of a conversation of holiness, right? 100. Yeah, man, that's the consecration side of it. Yes. Right. And so the, speaking of Joshua's, uh, Zephaniah three, the fourth vision, right? And so Joshua standing before, uh, the angel of the Lord, uh, Satan is there to accuse him. Uh, the angel of the Lord says this, um, so that he spoke to this, take off his filthy clothes. See, so I've removed your iniquity from you and I'll clothe you with Fester's robe. Let them put a clean turban on his head. So a clean turban was placed on Joshua's head and they clothed them in garments while the angel of the Lord was standing by. Um, he says that, is this not a man, uh, presented as a burning stick snatched from the fire. Um, I think holiness and resolutions for a lot of people go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And so a, a resolution of mine is again, to, to share with it more people uh, who Jesus is. This is a pursuit of godliness, right? Because this is a command from God that we've all been given. And so pursuing that chasing after that vision, chasing after that charge is a pursuit of godliness mm-hmm. or holiness. Uh, and so I think that what you're saying in in my head registers is this call to holiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be intentional of every day waking up and looking a little bit more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's good. How do we, I just, I, I kind of sense this paradox a little bit of um, like even Luke nine of deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Um, and, and the idea of like resolutions of like, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do better. Um, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Like, where is, where is this balance that we sit in of, I want to strive for holiness, but some of these resolutions like are good things, but maybe don't add to our pursuit of God. Like some people just want to read more books that maybe are enlighten them, uh, make them more of educated in the world that they live in, but maybe aren't books about who God is. Um, it's just about the world that they live in so they can understand the world they live in better. What's the balance of just the idea of deny yourself and the idea of resolutions, which is very much, I want to be more holy. I want to strive for holiness. And I think you have uh, Philippians 4, 8, going to butcher it exactly, but it's like, finally, my brothers pursue what is honorable, what is acceptable, uh, what is trustworthy, what is true. Noble. What is noble? There's like six of them, I Pure think. Pure and full of love. So I think even in those uh, resolutions that aren't necessarily spiritual, I think that they're 
I think that there still is a good or bad aspect to the, to everything. Uh, I think that in, in anything and in everything, there isn't really just a gray area. Something is going to lead you more towards Christ or it's going to lead you away. And so regardless of whether you think, you know, reading more books is spiritual, it, it could help you yeah. to understand your world better. And maybe that pushes you to love other people better. And that's a good thing. And so I would say, again, just in any resolution to pursue what is honorable and true and trustworthy and good. And there are, uh, there are good things in this world that God created that don't really have any necessarily spiritual aspect to them. Um, like being a better cook. Yes. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's not like yeah. this is going to make me more holy. No, you know? no. And, and it honestly is right. a very good Am I, thing. I don't know. You know, And it's a very good thing because no longer will you uh, make bad food. Like you'll make pe- food that people enjoy. <laughs> No more make bad food. No more make so, bad food. Like, I make good food now. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I mean. Is it kind of pushing past the immediate, like, or, or I'm just going to run with this example, being a better cook and using that for, I'm going to invite more people into my house so I can cook for it. Is, is like, yeah, is that the goal of? Yeah, I think, and, and I didn't do this for like, oh, look how holy John is when I was thinking about that. <laughs> but but one of the things, like, one the main reason I enjoy cooking is because of other people. Yeah. I rarely like, I don't cook. I don't go home by myself. If I listen, the boys are out of town. I'm not going home and be like, watch what I'm going to prepare <laughs> to eat. My, I never do that. Yeah. Um, and so it's always for other people. And, and so when I think about if I'm the world's best cook and it allows me to travel and to cook in really cool places and to learn and to just be great at it and to be at home and, and for people to be sitting at the table going, what's next? Yeah. Like, like I love that aspect of it. That's just how I'm wired. Mm. Um, and so I think it does push past the personal, which is what I was thinking when it comes to, when it comes to those resolutions, if you have, if you are prayerful, if you're a Christ follower and you're prayerful about what God is calling you to, and it could be, I just need you to, to keep learning. I mean, that was mine a couple of years ago. You're not done. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, just, you had to keep learning and stuff. And and that's where, I mean, it's, it's Colossians three, where he's, I mean, he's talking to the family structure and the slaves he's like, Hey, but, but whatever you do, work at it with your whole heart. Working as if you're working for the Lord, not for man, mm-hmm. not for your human master. And so if you just applied that and go, I've, I've been prayerful about what God is calling me to. And I just really clearly think he's calling me to be in better shape, not to be in better shape so that when I'm on the beach and I take my shirt off, everybody goes, Ooh, like, that's not what we're, that's not what I'm after, <laughs> but I will, but, but uh, sure. Maybe a byproduct, but more so that maybe if God gives me 90 years, I can get 90 yeah. years. Yeah. That's good. Um, like that becomes your motivation more than <laughs> I want people to see me. Yeah. Uh, and I think your prayerful approach to that is important. I've also never met a person who denied themselves who didn't become better because better of self. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So when you fast, That's right, good. like you, you, all studies show that fasting from food, uh, going to an all water diet is maybe the most beneficial thing that your body can go through. Right. Hmm. Uh, anytime you deny your comfort for the sake of working out, you are bettering yourself. Anytime you deny uh, screen time and pick up a book, yeah. <laughs> whether it's learning or whether it's fiction or whatever it is, you're bettering yourself uh, because you're breaking your daily habits uh, and forcing yourself to change. Right. And so there is this idea that, yeah, even though uh, a resolution is not gospel centric, even if it's not uh, necessarily in your mind meant for the glory of God, what your hands are finding to do, if it is for the improvement of yourself, then you are becoming, in my opinion, a better tool that yeah. God can use. Yeah. And so whether that's physical health, whether that is mental acuity, whatever it is, uh, your betterment is a betterment for the kingdom. Mm. 
in my opinion. Now, yeah. you, I don't want to hear no <laughs> whatever, but I, I'm just I'd saying, be, I'd if I was too. the best golfer, uh, I would make a whole lot more money and my gifts to the church would be a lot better. <gasps> but I'd also have a lot more money for myself, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's true. Huh. There yeah. you go. No, and you can buy my food because it's gonna be really. I expensive. could buy your food. I, <laughs> I would buy you as chef. <laughs> no, I'm the world's I, best chef. I probably make more money than you as a golfer. <laughs> if I'm the world's best golfer, I you think still, Gordon Ramsay makes more money? You think he's the world's best chef? No, I think okay. he's the most uh, well known. I think he's the most profitable chef. Yeah, maybe true. Probably he's probably the richest cook. Yeah. in the world. Right? And you notice he's not a private chef. Correct. Ain't but, nobody buying Gordon Ramsay. Nobody can afford him. Okay, that's what I just said. But you said that you're going to be a chef. You're not going to be a TV personality. Yeah, but if I'm the world's best chef, I think that comes with it. That's true. But if I'm the world, uh, who makes more money? Gordon Ramsay? This is going to be a tough I debate. Don't know the, I don't know the way. Gordon Ramsay or Tiger Woods? We got. We have to Google this. For I, Tiger Woods, 100%. He's a billionaire. I just want to say, though, with the with the whole, like, gifts, I, I, like, again, I, I think that in my head there isn't a gray area where anything that you get better at, like a resolution, like, Again, Ethan was talking about like working out and going to the gym and your body is healthier, that you become a better chef. I think uh, another practical just thing that comes from that is joy. I mean, I I haven't not ever, I don't think I've ever experienced a meal that was amazing and haven't been excited about it. Like I haven't had joy because of it. Like it always, um, wow, that's a huge difference. But just in the idea that when you, cook well and you make meals for people it brings them joy and i think in the same way when you're um like they said when you're healthy when your body's healthy you're more equipped to do the things um, that god has called you to do with joy with energy with with passion i know from my own life when i don't feel healthy um bodily i don't feel motivated to do anything bodily and so i think like in everything even the things that we may deem as unspiritual uh, or the the goals that may seem to just be um, in a physical sense, they always have a greater spiritual impact that God can use for the kingdom. Yeah. I would even say too, with the idea of Christ, we're a part of Christ's body. And so as you better yourself, you're ultimately bettering the capital C church, which is then going out, evangelizing, sharing the gospel. Um, I've been reading gentle and lonely. That's a, that's a big idea in that book oh, is that as you love that book. Yeah. It's a great book. <laughs> I've read it twice. Um, and it, it talks about the idea of God doesn't want you to, to sit in your suffering because it's, it, it's, I don't, I don't know how he, he worded it really well, but it's like almost in a sense, like wounding himself as mm-hmm. you suffer. Um, and he doesn't want that for you because he doesn't want them for himself. Uh, he wants to see you flourish, to, to see the gospel flourish. And so I think that same idea applies as you better yourself. Uh, the gospel is mm. being furthered, not bettered, furthered. Sure. Yeah. So 46 minutes in here, here's the discouragement because I just, you got to throw it out there. there it is. Uh, it, all of this, hopefully you're hyped up at the end of it. You're like, yeah, like, okay, here we go. The end of Joshua chapter seven. And when he's like, Hey, get up and do this, like you deal with sin. Like that's the challenge. Hmm. Um, and so when you, resolutions fail, because often they're difficult or you, hopefully you do set high expectations. Hopefully you long for God to do something big, um, but they're challenging. And the end of Joshua chapter seven, God's like, go consecrate the people, tell them to consecrate themselves because tomorrow this is what we're going to do. We're going to line you up and you're going to present yourselves tribe by tribe. We're going to call you up hmm. and then clan by clan. And then families are going to come out of that. And the family that the Lord selects to come forward, they're going to come forward man by man. And the one who was caught with the things that were taken from me must be burned. 
Yikes. Like, like he calls everybody to the table. Yeah. And you're going, is Uncle Charlie about to get? Yeah. I mean, that's what the, he called him to. There's nothing easy about that. There was nothing easy for Joshua as a leader for that. And there's nothing easy for God's people to step up into that. Hmm. Um, and, and I'm not saying this is what God is calling you to, but I am saying that, that all of our, I believe the Lord has set this up this way. It, there is a blessing that comes along with this. Sure. But all of your resolutions to follow Jesus involve sacrifice. Hmm. When, when we say take up the cross and follow me, that's not a, a cute little promise. Yeah. Um, that one's unbelievable. And, and so, uh, when, when you, when you step into that and you're longing to do these things on our Lord, know that he is going to call you to crucify yourself to some things for his glory as he prepares you for something that hopefully is bigger and better than anything you could have ever accomplished by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think that's what makes resolutions in I don't want to say in God's name, but that's what it is. When, when you're wanting to do things that honor the Lord with your life, he's going to do that in order to, to bring himself the most glory. Mm. And so grab a hold of that whole chapter, not just the first part, not just stand up, but it's stand up mm. and get ready that Thanks this is going to be, this is going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's good. Any other final concluding thoughts, quick thoughts? Cause we got to announce a winner. You're going to drop that 1.1 billion versus 260 million on that net worth. Tiger Woods did well for himself. Uh, so I Googled while you were sharing your final thoughts. Thanks. Beautiful final thoughts. I appreciate that. <laughs> I need that. Love it. Uh, the richest chef in the world is a dude named Alan Wong who helped uh, bring him. like Hawaiian fusion style restaurants into America. Okay. Also 1.1 billion. No, him so and the Tiger richest like chef wow. and the richest golfer in Tiger Woods. They probably are, hang out. This is also Google net worths. Yeah. So you know, be super open accurate. for debate. Listen, if, if I was on the same level with you, I would come cook food for you for free. Well, I think that if I were the best golfer in the world and you were the best chef in the world, you in the pro-am. Well, I feel like we would still be friends. I hope so. Then you yeah. could make a restaurant like if that I, also has golf. Top golf. <laughs> the really bougie. Yeah. I feel like it already exists. Really bougie top golf. <laughs> what I was saying is big shots. Uh, if to be those things, final thoughts, to be those things, are we saying like, John, all of a sudden in one year's time, you learned how to be the best chef. And in one year's time, I learned how to be the best golfer so that our pre-existing relationship now exists in our new beginning of being the best of those two things. Why not in this world fantasy thing? Well, then, we dude, uh, yeah. Let's Life is good. Let's do that. Yeah. Life is yeah. good, man. Life is good. No, yeah. It still is good, even if we're not. College ministry here is going to be eaten different. <laughs> and one year from now. I don't on, know if I get rid of this job. Yeah. On Pebble Beach. Yeah. You but, heard it here first. January 11th of yeah. 2025 is going to be, <laughs> we're going to have the best chef. Best chef and the best golfer. And the best golfer at FBC Brian. To him be the glory. Oh, I got to get busy. <laughs> How's that swing? <laughs> Not great. <laughs> I got a lot of work He's to do. Caleb. Hey, it's better than so mine. I got. I got it. a new knife for Christmas, so I like. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, did you get any clubs? Uh, I still no. no. I've got. I've got a really nice set of clubs. Yeah, but you didn't get any clubs for Christmas. No. Yeah. So. I did get new pots and pans, which oh, I'm so excited about. You gotta, so maybe you we should them over here. Maybe we should flip that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should. Did you get new clubs? Nope. No, <laughs> never. Okay. I never have had. seen your golf swing, Caleb. Girl. Girl. You need help. Yeah, he does. Hey, and I'm went, not even a good golfer, but we you. That's a different beast. Hey, all right. So we're 51 minutes into this. We better get out of the podcast yeah. before people are like, I already turned it off a long time ago. It's impressive. 12 it's days good. of Christmas. We did 12 days of Christmas. And we uh, we had them draft 
the big draft. The top three of anything's. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I still don't have that note anymore. I don't think. I think y'all sent it to me. Um, top three of anything. I know two of them, I believe. Um, well, I don't have the. Let's see if it's in my deleted because no, I want to say what he said win, for sure. Bump. Who didn't win? Okay, look. There was a few, such there as was, there was nine of them, right? Should we should we go down? Because I don't. I don't we didn't. We have, don't got time to do that. Nope. I don't want to break it down the way. We're we're just gonna we're gonna crown the winner. It's. I think I remember who it is. Wait I mean, I know who the winner is. Okay. If I get two of the three, can I win? No. Um, but before we did that, we were like, hey, you get a prize. Like, literally, we, yeah. weren't, we weren't kidding about that. Um, and so the winner no of the 12 Days of Christmas, which is, which is not really that cool of a thing. I mean, the podcast side, but you guys killed it and made it fun. And um, we had decided, by we being me, uh, had decided whenever we were doing that, that the winner would get for the year of 2024... Um, all of the merch that we release for free. Whoa. That's um, pretty cool. Which we have two crew necks and a t-shirt being done right now. We just got new hats in and there's just going to be stuff scattered all throughout the year anyway that we do. So you just get to come up and be like, Hey, I want it. Um, that's mine. And, uh, and you'll get it for free. Winner. Winner. Yep. And, and we're going to know who you are because we know you. That is true. Right. Who do we know? Who's the winner? I don't know the 12 days of Christmas. You don't remember? I think I think I do. I just don't want to say the wrong name and they'd be like, oh, 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 you know, Uh I remember (laughs) the the winner. The winner is not Big Bobby, but Big Bobby. Big Bobby (laughs) Samuel. What did he say his name was on the podcast? Something he came up, but he made up a new name. That was a long time ago. But he played to the audience. He did. Uh, Mm. His top three were baseball, baseball, family, family. And 127 on the line. this podcast. <laughs> and that's the winner. And he's faithful to it. So congratulations. You get all of the merch. Uh, we will, I guess we'll be ordering 2X. Yep. Uh, big let, poppy. Let us know. Um, well, he likes the crewmate. Crew neck. The crew neck. He, I bet he does. Yeah. So. He's going to eat it up. Congrats on that, my friend. Happy New Year, friends. Hey, if you made it this far and you're listening in the next couple of days, a couple of reminders. We're back on the 21st. Um food trucks Whoop. that night group life that morning lots of cool things so excited lots of cool things in the work i'll um, be here I'll and be also here. um if you're listening to this after the 14th counselor apps are open um, it's true for impact you guys need to get on that i had a meeting with them today and so we're trying to figure out how to how to hype that up not only within our church but in other churches so you have friends that go to other churches ring the bell really loudly to them we want to see as many churches involved in the counselor process as possible um, to see uh, churches blessed by uh, that ministry. And so spread the word on that. Let's get them, good. Get them in there. Come on. That's all I got. Mm. 2024. We're here. We're in it. We'll see you guys so soon. So, so, so <sighs> soon. If you're here this weekend, come hang out Sunday. Come on. Group life. Bye.